It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into SGA's pairing with Josh Giddy and Lou Dort. Also, Pokashevsky getting sent down to the blue. The Thunder make another signing and an injury update for your Oklahoma City Thunder. All of that and more is coming up on today's Locked On Thunder, the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. Email the show. LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. And on today's show, we're going to dive into SGA's pairing with Josh Giddy with Lou Dort, Pokashevsky being sent to the blue, and Mamadi is back for the Thunder, as well as an injury update heading into tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. This show is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is a fantastic website and app that helps you uh, have daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code NBA at pricepicks.com uh, or the Price Picks app and tell them that we sent you there. So the big topic of conversation around the Thunder right now is about the future pairing of SGA and Josh Giddy, and even throwing Lou Dort in there as well. I think that this is a conversation that was spurred on mainly by SGA's cold streak, which of course you take away the best player from any team, but especially a team like this that lacks a lot of talent comparatively to the rest of the NBA and you're going to look very, very bad. And so then you start questioning things, and you start kind of overanalyzing things because we're in the midst of a grind of a season, 82 games worth, and you're just trying to find any sort of meaning, any sort of substance each and every night that you're watching and uh, creating fodder on Twitter, on social media, uh, podcasts, everything, you name it. And so the question was asked to Mark about uh, how he views the pairing of SGA, Giddy, Blue Dort, and Mark says he's optimistic. There's mutual respect between all the players, and they want this to work out. So the players are uh, dedicated to having this work out. Now, this is a very, very delicate situation, a very delicate conversation, because you know, no matter what you say in this conversation, it is going to feel to somebody that you're uh, tearing down or bashing another player uh, in these scenarios. But that's not the case. I think that the first thing that you have to say is that this is far too early to be judging SGA and Josh Giddy and Lou Dort's kind of pairing together long-term as the core pieces of this franchise. I think that it's far too early, and we've heard that from all parties involved that it's too early before uh, you really start to analyze it from Sam Presti to Mark to the players themselves all the way down. I've mentioned how early this is in terms of finding their chemistry. I mean, even just taking Josh Giddy and adding him to the fold 
take a guy who's 19 years old who comes to a new country and a new league and is trying to adjust to that by itself, but then also uh, playing in a different style than you're used to. I mean, he was very open this preseason about how he's never played with a guard, period, on the floor at the same time, much less a guard like SGA. And so that's going to take time to mesh and gel. And then you have some COVID absences, you have some ankle injuries, and you have some uh, time off to where these 30-something games, these 34 or 5 games that Giddy's played have not all been with SGA. And that really puts into perspective how small the sample size is for this pairing. And, and we're mainly talking here about SGA and Giddy, uh, but Ludor is also thrown in there. And again, I think that this is kind of made a conversation by SGA's culture. If SGA was uh, didn't have these three or four or five games that, that he had in a row of lackluster performances before he really had a great one uh, recently this week, then this conversation really never gets started because everyone can understand it's way too early to have it. Uh, so there's no real reason to talk about trading SGA or God forbid trading Josh Giddy either. Let's just relax. And my philosophy with the NBA is don't go looking for drama because the NBA is that league that there's always drama. So you don't have to go turning over stones to find it. It'll come to you. It'll find you instead of you finding it. I mean, you, you go try to cover baseball every single day and you're looking for content in the middle of the season, much less in the off season, much less in a lockout. There's no content out there about baseball. Baseball is just a barren sport that nothing really happens in. And it's pretty boring. Basketball there's always going to be a, a trade request. There's always going to be drama. There's always going to be fodder from the players on social media that creates headlines and creates uh, topics of conversation, right? So you don't need to look for drama. You don't need to look for uh, the hot take of, can this SGA and Josh Giddy pairing work 34 games into uh, their careers? And I think that the solution for this pairing is simply time. I think that right now you take them at their face value of Giddy wants it to work. Shea wants it to work. Mark Sampressi wants it to work. And so let's see if they can make it work because these are very talented basketball players. These are very smart basketball players. But if you want to analyze the possible solutions outside of time and what could go into it from a basketball standpoint, the, the first one would be SGA moving off ball and really playing more of the role he played his first year in Oklahoma City. And this weekend, after practice, Mark talked about that, and he, and he he said more than once that SGA needs to be better off ball this year and needs to start, quote, joining the party more. He said that phrase about three times on Saturday uh, after practice, talking about SGA and what happens whenever Giddy has the basketball. And so that can be an option for the Thunder of, of putting SGA more off ball. Now, the question is, though, how do you balance that? Because the numbers are great. SGA is a very, very, very good off ball player. And you go back to our podcast we had during the bubble of this is a guy in SGA that can be a chameleon where he can fit any identity you need him to fit. He can play point guard, he can play shooting guard, and some lamps he can play small forward, as you saw in the bubble year whenever he was playing the three-guard lineup. But on a small sample size this season, his catch-and-shoot numbers are through the roof. 42%, 42.9% on about one attempt per game from three. 33% on shots that follow a pass from Josh Giddy. That's SGA's off-ball numbers. And again, very limited sample size because SGA uh, has been the lead guard. And again, it's a it's a difficult balance for the Thunder because SGA has made it known in the GQ article and publicly and privately that he wants to be a point guard. He views himself as a point guard and he wants to be a, the greatest point guard of all time if you uh, go read his GQ article from the uh, summer. Uh, 
So you want to keep your max contract player happy. You want to keep your all-star caliber player happy. You want to cater towards SGA, especially in a small market, especially when you know you can't afford the misstep, right? Any misstep in a small market with a star player, you're going to run the risk of losing them. And so he's been very clear that he wants to be a point guard. So even if it might be best for the team to maximize him off ball, you got to talk to him and see if he's willing to do that and how you can find a way to merge the two. And for comparison, Josh Giddy's catch and shoot numbers from three is 25%. Uh, I, I think that one way that you can fix this problem, uh, if you don't want to just, of course, solely make SGA an off ball player, because that's not the right solution either, in my opinion, because SGA is a very good playmaker for himself and others. So you want to keep him with some on ball point guard minutes. Well, you can do something like staggering the two. So you open the game with Josh getting SGA on the floor, play about five minutes, six, seven minutes, take one of them out. The, they come back in for the, with the bench and then they play the game that way where you're staggering the rotation with each of them being on the floor at all times. And then you close with both of them in your closing lineup to try to maximize your talent on the floor. And all of these solutions, again, will just have to be worked out over time and have to be viewed in the prism of time. But there are solutions. You're not out of attempts yet. You know, sometimes when you take a, a test online or some sort of you know, quiz online, as I'm sure most of you have done, you have maybe a number of attempts where if you get the first, you know, if you go through the first time and you get an 85, you can try again to try to get that 100% or that 90%, whatever grade or lettering percentage you'd be happy with. And with a Thunder in this pairing, you're not at the end of the line yet. Portland with Dame and CJ, they're at the end of the line. They've tried to make it work for years and it's not working. I think that it's easy to get impatient with a Thunder. It's easy to get impatient whenever you're watching these games every single night and you want that microwave success. You want that gratification. Now you want to put these two players in a uh, fantastic spot to be in and to get back to contending, but you still have bullets in your holster, whatever that phrasing is, right? You're not out of bullets yet. Bullets in the chamber, I believe is the actual phrase. There are so many things you can experiment with to maximize this, this pairing that trading one of them or, uh, you know, kind of evaluating them long-term is just not realistic right now. Just isn't. And you know, you're not going to trade SGA. You're not going to trade Josh Gade, I should say, at 19 years old with all the upside. And with SGA, uh, he'd have a good trade value. Don't get me wrong. But this is not the peak of his powers trade value, uh, you know, long-term. He just signed a max contract. He has no opt-outs. Uh, and you can play the long game and see what happens for his game long-term whenever he adds that step back and gets kind of more comfortable with it and starts to utilize it more. So even, even this trade deadline would not be the kind of prime time to trade SGA if you wanted to go down that path. So really this last week or so that this conversation has been pretty relevant has kind of been all for not has kind of just been a filler conversation, but I do want to put into perspective for fans that have reached out to me talking about, you know, do you need to trade SGA? Do you need to trade Josh Giddy? What, what happens here? The Thunder still have a ton of things to try out. And let's be honest, we love every player in this team. And, and, and this team is a unique team that puts it all on the line every single night. And some teams in the NBA don't do that. And so you're lucky enough to watch a basketball team in Oklahoma City that tries their hearts out every time they take the floor. But the talent around SG and Josh Kitty is not there. It's why they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. 
It's why they're a one-win better team than the Houston Rockets, who are the worst team in the Western Conference. The talent around your two pillars are not there. So as you improve the shooting on this team by as a whole, as you improve the caliber of players on this team as a whole, that in turn improves SG, it in turn improves, uh, improves Josh Giddy, and thus it makes their pairing look better. I mean, how many blown opportunities have their teammates had in the course of each game? The number is almost countless. So you turn those blown opportunities by their teammates into successful attempts by their teammates, and all of a sudden this pairing looks beautiful. So I, I think it's way too soon to panic about this pairing. I think it's way too soon to talk uh, whole shift changes about this pairing uh, and or anything of the sort. Coming up, we're talking about how Lou Dwork factors into that. Then also some roster moves to Thunder made before we get into an injury update uh, ahead of the game tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. But I do want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is phenomenal, folks. Price Picks is a daily fantasy sports prop operator, the best NBA prop operator on the market for daily fantasy sports. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. You pick two to five players, the over under on projected numbers, and you can win 10 times your entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. And I, I love that about Price Picks that you can utilize every player on the roster. So if you're somebody who's watched every Thunder game, you listen to Lockdown Thunder, be like you're supposed to, subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. If you're somebody that does your homework, you know that whenever Kenny Hustle enters health and safety protocol, Mark said that it's going to result in more minutes for Ty Jerome. And so he had a big game the last time out against Washington. He can have a big game tonight against Brooklyn, and his numbers are going to be severely underrated by the house. So you can go bet them at prizepicks.com or the award-winning prize picks app. Make sure that you go check out the app today. Take that Ty Jerome over on points. Take SGA's over on points as he finds his groove against Washington earlier this week. Prize Picks also has mixed sport injuries. You can take the over on SGA points combined with the under on Ben Roethlisberger passing yards this weekend in the NFL playoffs and see if you can parlay that to a win. Award-winning app, and it's on the App Store and Google Play Store as well. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to prizepick.com today and go to the App Store download the app. And whenever you do, all of our users that deposit uh, and use the promo code NBA, the promo code is NBA, will get 50%, uh, I should say $50 free, on your first prize picks entry uh, that you use. That's right. All users that deposit and use the code NBA will get $50 for your first prize pick entry. Prize pick is a daily fantasy made easy. Go check out prize pick today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including the platform of YouTube. And for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast. 
Locked On Now podcast is a great podcast, a nightly recap show of every NBA game with a breakdown from our local experts. Listen to the Locked On Now podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So go check it out on all of those platforms as well. Nobody, and I mean nobody, can do what we do with a nightly recap show of every single game, and you can break it all down because we know it's impossible to truly watch every NBA game in a night. So you need some help from our local experts who are on the scene around the association. But I do want to get back to talking about the pairing between Josh Giddy and SGA. And we mentioned that you know the storyline probably wouldn't kind of come to be without SGA scoring slump, but it also wouldn't come to be without it with a better roster around them. But simply, Lou Dort has to be better from three. Uh, you look at Lou Dort from three. In October, he shot 22%. November, he shot 34%. December, he shot 31%. January so far, he shot 25%. Ludor is shooting 44% from the corner, but on non-corner threes, he's shooting 29%. The problem is Ludor typically takes those non-corner threes, those above-the-break threes, where he's shooting 221 non-corner threes and only 45 corner threes. So the shot that he shoots 44% of the time, you know, 44% makes it, he's only shooting 45 times this season. The shot that he makes 29% of the time, he's shooting over 220. And that's kind of where this team's at. It's not being, because of the pieces around them, you're not able to maximize and put each and every player into a spot that's best suited for them because you're making up for other deficiencies. And as this team gets flushed out, and you can put Ludor strictly more in the corner and make, make up designs for him to get his shot off in the corner Whenever you do draft better wing players and you do draft better players in general, well, then you would imagine Ludwig gets even better as a three-point shooter. That's kind of what this all comes down to, shooters. It's just coming down to can Josh get to become league average from three? Can SGA get back to his three-point numbers last year? Can Ludort figure it out from the non-corner? And can you figure out how to sub- supplement this roster with better shooters in general. And we'll see if Sam Presley can do that long-term. But there was some roster transactions. Pokashevsky was sent down to the blue. Mark said he'll be there for at least a week. So this is not a, a quick thing. Remember before the Christmas break, I told you that with the G League schedule getting back to normal, uh, you're going to see this happen more, this shuttle of players up and down. Then Mark confirmed that uh, post-practice and said that this was totally due to the schedule getting back to normal. And it was planned before Christmas even happened, it was planned. So even though Pokus played very well recently, it, this is not a demotion or a evaluation on what, his, what he's done recently. It's just kind of a, the part of the plan that they had for him set out long-term. And the G League schedule back to normal where they're not playing once every two weeks or twice every two weeks, right? That was a, a thing that they did at the start of the year to work in Team McKnight as well. And then also uh, do kind of the preliminaries for the new winner showcase cup that they had that the thunder or I should say the blue made the finals for, and then eventually lost in the finals to the blue coats, but uh, still really good season so far for the blue, but Pokashevsky goes down there. Now this is great for him. Uh, long-term last year. Remember whenever he got to the G league bubble and came back, he looked like a totally different player. So it was really good for him last year to get demoted uh, to the blue. If you want to call it that, but again, what this allows Pokashevsky to do is not only play larger minutes, but play in a different role. Remember that this entire season I've been coming on here and saying, hey, Pogoshevsky, despite his box score looking worse and his minutes looking reduced and his 
uh, counting stats reduced because of those minutes being reduced and opportunity being reduced, he's playing a much more measured and polished NBA game. And so that's the leash that they want for him in the NBA. That's the leash they want for him, at least right now, in the NBA. In the G League, you can extend it, right? It's like one of those leashes you walk your dog with that have the buttons where you can you can kind of stop him from running away from you and yank him back with the button and kind of control the length of the leash with that little big, mine's red, red little clicker thing. That's what it's like with Pokashevsky right now. He's like a kid in the mall that you see with a leash on. By the way, not, not a fan of that, but it's like that. His leash gets extended when he goes to the blue. And he can try out different things. He can experiment with different things. And again, just play bulk minutes and work on his stamina and work on kind of producing in a different capacity and not having to be boxed in, right? In the NBA, he's boxed in. They want him to play a certain way in the NBA. They want to play under control in the NBA. In the G League, you got to spread his wings a bit more. And so that's what you're seeing in this demo, in this kind of send down, which is uh, puzzling for some because of how well he's played recently. But again, this has been planned since Christmas and all part of the plan for him just to get in a better environment. Now, Mamadi is back, had a fantastic preseason. Mamadi had a fantastic preseason and training camp with the Thunder. And I do wonder, had he not fractured his hip in the preseason, did the Thunder just wave Gabriel Deck way back in October and keep Mamadi instead? We'll never know the answer to that question truly and, and, honest, and honestly. But they have re-signed him now. Now, the thing is, Deck got waived, but this is not taking Deck's roster spot. He's signing a 10-day contract. This likely... We'll just shuffle him down to the Oklahoma City Blue. And now the Thunder have a very interesting player in their organization to work with. He's played 14 NBA games. Uh, he averages three points and two rebounds per game. He's only 24 years old, second-year player from Virginia, NBA champ with the Bucks last year. How about that? And also on the transaction note, uh, Saar got a second 10-day deal. But again, these deals are likely just going to shuffle these players down to the Blue. Of course, Saar was already with the Blue, but Mamadi shuffling back into the Blue. Credit to him, though, for coming back from a hip fracture this soon. I had no idea he'd be able to uh, return this quickly. Uh, he was in D.C. Uh, for the Wizards game, but did not play. Obviously, it's kind of a quick turnaround. We'll see what he does today in Brooklyn and how he plays against the Nets or if he plays against the Nets. But uh, this was a really good signing for the Thunder. They really like him, and and they seem to be interested in what he can be long-term and willing to invest in him. And he had a really, really good training camp and a really good preseason. Everyone is saying all the right things about him uh, leading into the year. And then, of course, he fractured his hip. So, We'll talk about the injury update and get you set for tonight's game against Brooklyn after this. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at betonline.ag. Folks, betonline.ag, I would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the best sport wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and website uh, to start today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Even your favorite casino games do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers right now for the 2022 season. But online, the fastest and best way to bet on all of your favorite sports, but online where the game starts. But online the AG, your online sportbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, lothunderpod.com. Thank you for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We are here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms. And also, I mentioned to you about Lockdown Bets before the break. Lockdown Bets is great, and they're going to help you uh, bet on sports. But what's going to help you win money on sports is by listening to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q uh, with incredible analysis from our expert, Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. So make sure you go check out Lockdown Bets. It's free and they're giving you winners. And so they're giving you free money. Go check them out as a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I do want to touch on uh, an update on where the roster stands right now. We mentioned Bokashevsky got sent down. So the injury update for the Nets game and for the foreseeable future is that Kenneth Williams is in health and safety protocols. Isaiah Roby is in health and safety protocols. Okashevsky is in the G League assignment, so he's out. And Vitt, same thing, G League assignment, he's out. Uh, Vitt was inactive for the most recent Oklahoma City Blue game against the Kings. Remember, he suffered an ankle injury in that uh, showcase championship game, so it's unclear when he's going to be able to come back from that. It seemed pretty severe. Obviously, it's kept him out this long, so we'll see whenever he actually does return to the floor again. But they're going to be missing those players against Brooklyn. Now, Brooklyn is on the second night of a back-to-back. They played the Bulls in a fantastic game on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll see if their guys play. Obviously, Curry will not play, but they played hard and they played Durant. They kind of rest those guys against the Thunder on the second night of back-to-back. We'll have to just wait and see. But we're going to have that recap for you as well uh, right here on the Lockdown Thunder podcast tomorrow, as well as grading the season out uh, so far for the Thunder and so much more. So subscribe for free on across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.